I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria, and happy new year. Happy 2024. I am so happy you're here, and I am so happy you're going to tell all your friends this year to follow Matchmaker Maria and this podcast, Ask a Matchmaker, so that way they can have more positive and fun dating experiences in the new year. This week's guest is a personal friend of mine and also the new author. The new author? Is that how I say it? I am a new author and it's a new book. And it's a new book that comes out today, January 2nd. Come on, Ask a Matchmaker fam. We're going to make this book become a bestseller. It is F the Fairy Tale. And it's written by the incredible dating coach, Damona Hoffman, who is also the host of the Dates and Mates podcast. And she is the resident dating expert at the Drew Barrymore show. But (laughs) Damona is here. She is here to answer the hotline questions. And she's also going to tell us about her book, F the Fairy Tale. Um, So right here, it says here, rewrite the dating myths and live your own love story. I love Mm -hmm. this. Um, And in the back, by the way, uh, right here, Drew Barrymore, first pull quote right here. You know, no big deal. Drew Barrymore, Lori Gottlieb, Dr. Dr. Drew Drew Pinsky. Are you kidding me? And Logan, you're another personal friend of ours, right? No. So I I love it. I love it. I love it. It's here. I have been waiting for this book for over a year. And it's also published by Hachette. And like I said, it comes out today. It's in hardcover. It's in ebook and it's in audio read by Demona. Amazing. Yeah. You can hear this voice. But like reading a book. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I cannot. I finally have it in my hands. This is incredible. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. So tell me a little bit really quick uh, before we start answering questions. um, What about the fairy tale? Well, you know, I'm kind of a non-traditional dating coach. I met my husband online so long ago which um website and you wouldn't even it was is it yahoo personals wasn't it that would have been real fun no it was called nerve Nerve Nerve. yeah so it was like you had to be cool quirky cool yeah yeah, artistic like like from seattle (laughs) well i wasn't in seattle i was in la which everybody says it was the hardest city today but i met my husband and then people started coming to me for help with their dating profiles and that's how i got started but i've always been like I've rejected this idea of the fairy tale and that we're chasing the same idea of what love should look like. It was so different than anything that I ever pictured when I met him. And I just want to empower people. Well, just we have very non-traditional gender roles, like all this stuff. I read the rules. I've, you know, I, I bought into all the fantasies of fairy tales, the rom-coms. Like in the sense that like, a man has to chase. Yes. He all has of these to provide. Things. All of these things that we've heard. Right. And I realized they're myths. And I have built something that is so much better. And I've seen my clients move into relationships that are even better than the fairy tales because they're Authentic. they're bespoke. Yeah. They're built specifically for them. So yeah. 
In the book, I identified the four biggest dating myths that I encounter among my clients. Can we know what those are? You can, of course. First of all, there is the list myth. You know, this is like, I'm going to make a list. He's got to be six feet tall. He has to have this color hair. He has to make this much money. He has to drive this car. He has to live in this neighborhood. All these things that we tell ourselves we should have, we want to have. And they're not unique to us. So I knew, like... I'm a boss. I'm a boss, babe, Maria. You know this. I, I knew I was going to be doing business, doing my thing. I couldn't have a guy that had an ego about you. I First of all, I can't cook. Let's be real about that. So I wasn't going to be like, I wasn't going to be a homemaker. Right. And I needed to have on my list. I need somebody who's a 50-50 partner and parent. I know we've talked about this before. So that was what I was building. And what I want people to do is to not just take somebody else's list to the grocery store and realize everything is sold out. Yeah. You got to write your own list. Right. You got to make your own recipe. And also, like, where did your list even come from? Right. Like some people, from... everyone's like saying, oh, he has to be, I always hear tall, dark and handsome. And I'm like, you're short. First of all. <laughs> um, but second of all, like, where does the dark and handsome come from? Like, is that what you're actually attracted to? Or is this, you know, what you're repeating? Like, is why, why are these three unearned characteristics, the top, three why are other things on that list yeah they've been whispered in our ears yeah for ages and we are the products of prior generations yeah. we're the products of the media we consume yeah. so i'm ready to let that go and to help okay. people really design their own love stories what's the second myth the second myth is the rules myth so whether it's you know the rules the game that just the hack so we all want to hack if there's a hack for it we want to shortcut it oh yeah and you and i both know there really aren't short shortcuts. There really aren't one size fits all rules. I mean, yeah. I, you have guidelines for your clients and for your Instagram followers, but really what you're doing is giving people tools. And so I'm all about tools over yeah. rules. Intentionally. Like, I feel like the rules that I like the methods in dating that I promote, they're just showing you how to date a little bit more intentionally, yeah. but you know, some rules are meant to be broken. And I, yeah, I don't, I, I get what you're saying too. Like I, I hear, especially now with like a lot of TikTok dating influencers coming to the surface, I hear a lot of these like rules, like I hear these words that don't really make a lot of sense to me, like high value man and high value woman. And I'm like, what is this language? Because it, you know, what are these rules? Yeah. And I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know what this is. And I talk about it in the book too. Yeah. Like I, I hate that idea of a high value man or woman. Yeah. Like what, who are you to assume somebody has no value? If you come Based from on a these place, like very specific criteria that someone else invented. Totally. Yeah. Like if you are matching based on what traits you value and the flip to the, the four dating myths that I give in the book are the four pillars of long-term compatibility that I have seen all throughout time. I've been coaching singles for 17 years on dating apps. And so I have seen consistently that when you focus on goals and when you focus on values, which I know you do as well, and you look at communication and you build trust, that's ultimately what you need. Not Mm -hmm. that he has to be a certain height or that if you don't if you don't meet him halfway, if you meet him halfway, like I don't know, if you go to Cheesecake Factory, you don't go to Cheesecake Factory. Like, what are we even supposed to do now? It's yeah. too much. And I just want to simplify it because I see there's so much anxiety yeah. around all of these rules, these hacks. It doesn't have to be that hard if you yeah. have the right tools at it your really disposal. Doesn't. What's the third myth? Third myth is the chemistry myth. And 
Ooh, you know. is this like the spark myth? Is that like is, same, is that the same thing? What it's you like mean? the like, spark. It's yeah. I'm supposed to feel butterflies. I actually quote our friend Logan Yuri, who had yeah. a the spark is bullshit. Uh, yeah, is after, the spark, yeah. after spark, oh, after spark in her spark. book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've just always seen that that spark it is not all it's cracked up to be. I have I I suggest for my clients three dates. I know you have your oh, yeah, own I do dates. Too. Yeah. Three dates. Three dates to see if it's gonna like be yes. something. Three dates, twelve dates. You have all of the you have all the markers. I mean, I hear from women <laughs> who are like, I don't know if I'm physically attracted. I don't know how you said that. I don't know if I'm physically attracted more. I don't know if I felt the spark. Like the date went really well and I like them, but I don't know if I how much I like them. I go, give it three dates. Yeah. And I say let your dates be guided by curiosity yes. instead of chemistry. Yes. So and I lived that experience myself. Like I didn't know that my husband was my husband on my first date. We play ahead into the future because we are so addicted to stories. We're like, I want to skip ahead to the ending. Mm. And we think we know how it's going to go and we don't. So I didn't know he's going to be my husband. I just said, this guy's really interesting. I want to know more about how his brain works. I'm just curious to see what another date is like and another date. And then certainly by the third date, I was like, who is this guy? And I find that sometimes by the third date, if chemistry hasn't developed, of course, I hear our outlier stories all the time. Exceptions are not rules. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we are we already ditched the rules myth. So we know yeah. that that's not what we're doing. But I I, I really want to replace that chemistry with curiosity mm. and connection communication. I love that. And then there's a fourth myth. What's the fourth myth? The soulmate myth. The soulmate. You only get one. You only get one. You're looking for a needle in a haystack. I don't believe in it. It just I don't believe in it either. And it just keeps people in this space of always questioning. Well, I like this person, but are they my soulmate? Or you feel like it's so daunting to even begin the process. If you're looking for one person out of eight billion people on the planet, you're setting yourself up for a very tough road ahead. And it doesn't have to be that soulmates are not born they're not yeah. predestined you choose a partner and you make them your soulmate you choose exactly you just said it like you choose a partner like i feel like i chose my husband like i chose george i know he's gonna be my husband but i chose him and then i decided to build a life with him which yeah. means that not only do we have to grow together we have to learn how to compromise together we have to learn how to communicate together like i would do 50 more lifetimes with him hmm. right but that's because of what i have now with him i could not have possibly known that on the first second third fifth date yeah that is the thing that is so tough with dating today. I feel like because there's so much exhaustion, Mm -hmm. the dating apps, people are dating more than they were when you and I started in this business. They're going on more dates. They're feeling the highs and the lows more often, more acutely. So it does feel harder, but ultimately there are so much more choice in dating. There are so many more dating options now than you had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even, you know, in our parents' generation. It's different. It's totally totally different. different. So we need to update the rule book. We need to update our expectations because we are still kind of playing by this old fantasy and following these fairy tales. Right. We got to F the fairy tales and we got to write our own love stories. And um, can I know, like, you called me a few weeks ago and you're like, can you send me a voice memo how to pronounce your whole name? (laughs) So I think she quoted me. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to quiz me and put me on the spot right now. Go say my name. (laughs) Oh, gosh, Maria Avgatidis Periotagis. Periotagis. I did it. (laughs) I was hearing your voice memo in my head. And like, I have known you for what? 
over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I've, uh, you're just, just Maria. matchmaker Maria. Yeah, you're matchmaker just Maria. Maria. Yeah. There's a reason why I go so, by matchmaker Maria, not the rest. But I um, had to quote you. What's the quote? Well, I talked about <laughs> when you were on Dates and Mates a bazillion years ago and um, Trump was running for office at the beginning. You were Oh, my God. That's how long it was? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. You got to come back on the show. Come back. But we were talking about how challenging it had become because people are always looking for these shortcuts and proxies for, well, if this person believes is this political affiliation, then they believe all the same things that I do. And mm. they're not, then they believe none of the same things. And you were saying how challenging it was matching Trump supporting men with women who were liberal and were like, I would never, yeah. I won't even look at. Yeah. So I want to help people get a level deeper and really ask the questions from a curious place to understand what people's values and goals are and not make the assumption on the surface that if we're the same race or we're the same religion or we're, we come from the same location or we have the same educational background that we're the same because we are not. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Are you ready to take some live questions? Oh my gosh. I, I've been looking forward to this all day. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can we help you? Um, mine is sort of a two-part question. Um, the first part of it is I'm about to turn 30 and I've been seeing this guy for seven months. We are in a relationship, but I'm wondering how long is too long to give someone to follow through with what they said they would do, things they said they would do. Because I find myself right now getting a little bit like frustrated that he said he would do these things and he hasn't. And we're going into seven months. What are these things? Oh, okay. I was worried you'd ask me that. Um, so the first thing is, um, as soon as we started dating, he said he was going to look for an apartment. He was going to get a new job. He has not had one interview. It's been seven months. He hasn't looked at one apartment. Um, he said, you know, yeah, I know you say the small things are important to you. He hasn't surprised me once in seven months. Um, so where's he living like like that? I'm sorry. Where is he living? So he's living at home with his parents or with you with his with his parents. And okay. he is two years older than me. So he's 32. And does he so when I does he have a job? He does. He's a bartender. And when I met him, he said um, that's not what he wanted to do, because that was the first question I asked um, forever. He said he really wanted to find a new job. Um, so I've like sent him job applications over like the course of the months and he's like, Oh, thanks for supporting me. But now he's saying it's the holidays. So there's no one's hiring, but I'm like, they're not going to find you at your doorstep. Like you need to apply. I just think Why are you me, acting very... like his secretary? <laughs> I and I'm a teacher. So I feel like I want to like help, but like, I feel like I teach kids all day. Like I don't want to continue doing this. No, yeah, no, you gotta. No, that is not your yeah, job. Not I made this mistake so many times before. I talk about it in the book how I was really a love cynic, and I always tried to, I tried to fix. Oh, instead of trying to find the match, I was like, let me find somebody that I can mold and make better. Like that felt like a triumph for me. So yeah. not I that that's what that's you're doing. Exactly. Well, is it's that kind what you're of, doing? It's kind of what she's doing. I think now that you said it, I didn't think about it until you said it. 
And I think that's what I'm doing because he's such a nice guy. And like, I love him, but I'm realizing at this age that that might not be enough. Like to love someone just like might not be enough. This is why your fourth myth about soulmates is true because I don't think you're granted just like one soulmate in life. Some people are meant to be a paragraph in the book and some people are meant to be a chapter and some people don't even make it to the... Uh, to the blurb the, on the outside, right? And the so, prologue. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, I think in hearing your question, let me ask you a question. When yes. you were in college, did you date anyone? Mm -hmm. So not really. Just, I was a late Hold bloomer. on, hold on. Did you date anyone? Not in college, no. Okay. Because immediately I would have thought to myself, like, I bet she's written. Okay, did you ever write a friend's paper in college to help them out? Yeah. <laughs> you are so good, Maria. Dude, that's, that's, it's, it's textbook. Oh my god! If you're the kind of person who helped someone write a paper in college when they should have done it themselves, you will find yourself in these relationships where you are the project manager of someone else's life and they yeah. will take advantage of you, but they don't love you. They, they're helpless. These are helpless people. And I think now that you've acknowledged it just now, take this new vocabulary in this new year break up with him he's not even your boyfriend he's your project and you were project managing him mm -hmm. that is that was my second part did you notice question. also when she started talking she was like i've been seeing a guy for nine months we're in a relationship but she started <laughs> with seeing it. she didn't say my boyfriend of nine months yeah so she doesn't even see him as like a boyfriend she sees him a project yeah i 100 percent agree and this is why i come back to the pillars of the the antidote for the list myth is the pillar of common goals. Like we got to set that up right away and make sure that you're on the same path. You're traveling the same path. It sounds like you got your life together. You you're yeah. a teacher. You are gainfully employed. You got your own place. You pay in your own rent. And as Maria said, you don't need a project. You need somebody who's building a life with you. So I don't know. I'm, I would say I'm I, 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 I like to give people at least a chance mm -hmm. to step up. So I would give him that that conversation of this is what we discussed. This is important to me. This is what I'm building. Are we on the same page here? And if he is like, yeah, and he does the same thing or if he says, no, I'm not on that same page, then you have your answer and you can make a clear decision. And that is the other tricky thing is being able to hear that the response that you get. All I hear is that she has been dating a low ambitious, a low effort man who mm -hmm. has been communicated to multiple times. And I mean, she even talked to him in December about, you know, doing other things. Uh, and I just want to say that if you took this energy that you have project managing this man, you found a man who's already full and leaning into his own work ethic and, and lives by himself and all that stuff. Imagine if you took the energy you have and were able to create something that you could grow with another person who's a full human already. Like yeah. if you took this energy of project management and then like you had a life together, now you can start planning project management at your wedding, but like you could start, <laughs> you could start doing other things. You can grow something together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead she's focused on this guy who's not really giving her something back. And I just don't like that for her. Yeah. I think she's I get, given him a I few chances, you. but I love, I love what you're I, saying. Cause you're taking it back to the values. She values work ethic. Yeah. She I values do. follow through completely. And he's not, I like that. I like that four post. Completely. And also actions do speak louder than words. So totally. it's the conversation, but it's also the follow through. So if you feel like you've already done that and you have the information, then 
matchmaker Maria and I have given you yeah. the runway. This is a great question, and I really appreciate you Time calling to take in. Off. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good Let's luck. Go to our next caller. And if you'd like to join us in an upcoming hotline, follow me on Instagram. That's usually where I post on my stories of here's the next hotline is. Why don't you join us? And then you can pop in as well. All right. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can we help you? Hi, um, my name is Emily. I am 35, almost 36, and I downloaded Bumble last week and I was all excited because I immediately met two really great, seemed like great guys who I totally was vibing with, or so I thought. And I set up not one, but two things to do on Sunday. Um, I was gonna see one of them earlier in the day and one of them later in the day. And That's hot. Yeah. Both of them, both of them bailed <laughs> and one wow. of them not only bailed, but he, uh, he stood me up. Like he, we set up a date and, or sorry, a place and time to meet and he didn't show up and had deleted me and wait, it was very pause. unexpected. Pause, yes. pause, pause. Yes. Were you already in the restaurant? Um, I was, so it was very close. I was about to walk there. Like that's how close it was. And we had been communicating just over Bumble. Did so I didn't you, have his number. Did you end up eating at that restaurant after? So I went, it was a cafe. So I went and I did get a tea. I actually brought my computer and like got some stuff done have by you, myself. I don't know if I this happened know. to her. I don't know if this happened to you. But I was just on TV talking about this, that there are women being duped by men, but they're not actually real men. They're actually restaurants and cafes that are Stop. pretending to be single and then when you get there that you get deleted that so that you can stay and have dastardly a or a meal and i don't know if this happened to you but that's mm. really fucked up that someone would unmatch you and delete you on your way to a date that is so messed up and honestly i keep seeing this maria like i have been coaching a long time and i feel like in the last six months to a year it's ai ghosting is at an all-time high yeah and there are a couple of things i do with my clients just to ensure like especially if you've set up the date a long time before make sure you do that check-in 24 hours in advance and just reconfirm everything because things get pushed down especially if you're yeah. only communicating on bumble i just put up a template of how to confirm without sounding like a project manager oh i like this it is it says Hey, I'm planning on wearing this green dress tomorrow. Let's see who spots who first. Can't wait. I love that it. That way it sounds like yes. flirty and like looking forward to something instead of like, hi, I'm just confirming that we're having a Zoom call at 7 a.m. <laughs> like, get out of here. You know, you're not their you're not their secretary. Yes. It's always an invitation, I say, yeah. in that early phase. It's the invitation to get them there. But that is not okay. That I, I want to give you props, sis, for setting up two dates in a day. Yeah, that can we is talk about great. that? That's, that's hot. That's baller. Um, do we still use the term baller in 2024? I, I, I said dastardly a moment I'm ago. I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay, so did you have, what was your question? Um, the question, I guess I was kind of almost wondering, like, you know, if you guys had been seeing a lot of that, and it sounds like you have. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, I was going to ask, like, what did I do wrong? But you didn't maybe... do anything wrong. Okay. You didn't do anything wrong. I think ghosting is at an all-time high. 
and ghosting, mm-hmm. like disappearing is at an all time high. I, I still this is why I don't like when people share phone numbers off the app. Too. Agreed. Um, yeah. but also if you do get ghosted on your way there and they delete you, I don't want you to go to that venue out of principle. I want you to go to another venue and have a coffee or a drink or something to eat. I don't want you going to the restaurant that you originally had plans for. Yeah. I just remembered what? that Bumble also announced yes. that you can report somebody for standing you up. Yeah. That is now part of their like safety and practices. So let's also make sure I think We've got to all take take responsibility for cleaning up the street right now. And a lot of times, like when people get a dick pic or they get they get stood up or they just have a bad experience with someone on the app, they just they just delete unmatch and delete. And we should be using the block and report features if we want the dating apps to be better and to deliver better matches that are more reliable. I but I talk in F the fairy tale about empathy too. And that, that I think that's the only way for us to stop the ghosting epidemic. If we bring more empathy to the table and other people are doing the same, that can change the whole, the whole tenor of dating because it is so robotic right now. Yeah. It is just so lacking any any kind of empathy because people are just it's transactional i do challenge you in the month of january to instead of using an online dating app just because you've just had a really piss poor experience um maybe try leaning into eventbrite um checking out you know at least four or five events in the month of january january does have 31 days and i want you to actively go to things where no one can actually stand you up. You can just show up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We can forget I, that we have other can options. I, um, can I ask a really quick follow-up question to that? Yeah. That totally relates to that is there is somebody I've been seeing at the gym that I have totally had a crush on and he has totally had the opportunity to ask me out and has not. Um, and out. I feel like when you were talking about the rules, I was like, Oh my God, am I, Am I trying to play by rules where I have to, where they have to ask me? Hundred so, percent. Maria just said what I was gonna say. Ask him out. There are no rules. The rules are there are no rules. Eighty-four percent of men have responded that they want you to ask them out on a first date. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Do something active. Do something fun. Let's go for a smoothie after this. Totally. We just made it easy. We just fixed your life. There we go. There you go. Forget the ghosting people. Focus on the yes. places where you're getting positive vibes. Next question. Right. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. You're our last question. Let's hear it. Hi, my name is Abigail. I'm a 31-year-old female. Um, I moved to Las Cruces, New Mexico from Boston in early 2022. And uh, just using apps, was meeting people in person, et cetera, et cetera. Um, no one was a match. But recently, this past fall, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I stopped dating just due to like emotional stress. So my question is kind of how would you approach dating during extended stressful family things? Uh, So kind of what we're looking at now is a dementia diagnosis, which is going to be multiple, multiple years of stressful stuff. And I guess I just don't really know if I want to continue to put dating on hold for this, but also I'm really unsure how to invest time and energy into dating when it is already limited. I I don't know why 
we make, especially women, feel, not we, you and I, but why society makes women feel like they have to be pursuing a relationship all the time. Yeah, you just took the words right out of my brain. Okay, well, give me the rest of the words. Well, (laughs) first of all, I just want to say that I empathize and that is a really, really stressful situation to be put in. Yeah. I also want to remind you that everyone has parents and a lot of most people have good relationships with those parents and love them. And while you may be going through that with your mother, your friend might be going through that with her mother or her father or a guy you're dating might be going through this. We all are going through things at any given point. Right. And your thing right now is very stressful. No one's taking that away. Right. It is hard to balance your emotional bandwidth when you're caring for a sick parent or learning how to behave with a parent that's no longer acting like your parent anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. I think there's also a shift here. We're talking about dementia. You're talking about that you might be, yeah. you've taken on the parenting role in caring for them because this is a whole new personality. They might also lose some of their dignity which mm-hmm. is not how you probably want to envision your parent. Like you are having an identity shift of, of extreme reality. And I think you need to give yourself some grace yeah. that it is okay to take a break from dating. Mm-hmm. And it is okay to just say the awkward, the, the sad part out loud that I'm emotionally spent mm-hmm. from this ex- environment that I'm currently living. And it might be a few years. It might be a few months. Um, you, you know, we don't know, right? You don't know. But there are people, I think in-person interactions sometimes are a little bit better, but I think online dating can also be a really good tool to meeting people where you can start threading this in when you are ready to date of like, you know, yeah, my, my, my mother is currently, I'm not saying you do this on a first date, by the way, but maybe third or fourth date where you start to thread it in of like, you know, it's been kind of tough managing uh, my, you know, because sometimes it comes up like, why are you single or how's your dating experience been like? And Mm. I think that's an opportunity to say like, you know, it's been really difficult. My mother was diagnosed with dementia and it's been really tough mm-hmm. balancing a new identity of me, the child with a sick parent. What yeah. do you think? I mean, I, I know I just like said a monologue. No, I totally, I totally agree with everything you said. And I also feel like you don't, if you are dreading dating and you're feeling emotionally spent and you can't show up as your best self on a date, as Maria said, give yourself grace. Like this isn't your season and that's okay. And then you will know when you have the emotional bandwidth and you start being curious, like, oh, maybe, like maybe I could show up to a date. I just want to give like a really quick personal example. Um, The first, when my mom got really sick, like the first time around, like in December, 2020, um, those first three months, that mountain, that the learning curve of learning how to care for a disabled parent was so steep yeah. that I was kind of like, I was freaking out. Like I didn't, uh, you know, I, I was emotional. I wasn't having sex with my husband. Like it's just all these things were like compounding and I'm yeah. also trying to manage a business. I have young children. Yeah, children yeah. It was so much. Yeah. Right. My sister, she lives in Greece. Right. And when she was visiting um, a year later, she had not done that steep hill. So by the time she came, I had already weathered the storm. I knew what to do. You know, it was really bad, but like, I knew like, I knew what the mountain looked like. 
And then when Corsula came um, a year later, she saw my mom. My mom was having a really bad period there, like probably her worst period now. And mm -hmm. my sister's in the living room and she's like, how come you're not freaking out? And I'm like, you're where I was 10 months ago. You're experiencing the cur this steep mountain that you have to climb of trying this new reality. And you have a new baseline. Oh, yeah, so you're my just... baseline has shifted dramatically. Yeah. And I want you to know that your baseline is going to shift. What you're feeling right now in 10 months, in six months, and in 10 months, your baseline is going to be so different that you might look back at this episode and be like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's, it's tough. The, the, that that's a steep hill. Your new identity is a steep hill to climb. It's mm -hmm. tough. It is so tough. And you know what you're in, once you go through that steep hill, can I tell you that you become a better friend? Because I, the way I show up for my friends right now, and I have a friend, I have, I have a couple of friends right now in the studio watching this record the way I feel like I've shown up for her as a friend last, you know, few years, uh, you know, with our parents, it's like, shit, I'm gonna cry. Uh, it's been like really tough because, and then you just like, you have just this new sense of like empathy. Yeah. Right. And I think that makes you not only a better friend, but a better future partner. A hundred percent. You know? And, yeah. uh, I, I just, yeah, you got like, what we're both saying to you is true. Like you just have to give yourself some grace. How does that feel for you? Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> like not the healthiest person in the world. She um, also survived brain cancer. So we've like for the past 15 years have kind of been dealing with it. Um, so I am definitely looking like I am emotionally exhausted, but am like still looking for the ability to date. But like I have to travel like an hour and a half to get to El Paso. Do you I just have, don't really know. Do you have support? Do you to... have siblings or are there, does she have caretakers? Are there other people who can also give you some relief? Yeah, my siblings. So my parents are in Texas. I'm in New Mexico. My brother's in Seattle. My sister's in North Carolina. And we just brought on like home health uh, to help. But yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. And it's important to know I've also been through my mother went through breast cancer and uh, you want to you want to be 100 percent with them. But when you also have these other areas of your life that are important, it's hard to be 100 percent on everything. So it's also important to sort of manage expectations on how much you can do and make sure that if that is important to you, finding a relationship that you do carve out the space and you ask for help with, for your mom in giving you that space to build your life as well. But it's tough. It's yeah. really tough. This is a, this is a really great question. And I, I really do wish you a lot of luck this year. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think I've got high hopes. 2024. 2024. 2024. We're in 2024. I know. When I wrote this book, I was like, 2024. This is like two, Dude, three I years in the making. I remember when you announced it. Uh, I was on Facebook yeah. when you announced it. That, that's how long ago it was. And, uh, <laughs> and I was, you said 2024. And I was like, that's not even a real year. <laughs> and yet we are here. And yet here we are. And next year, my book comes out in 2025. I'm so excited to have so you on the That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So then we'll be doing this reverse. 
I cannot wait for that. So that'll be great. It'll be yeah. great. These were great um, questions. Thank you for your question. These were so such a if you want to purchase experience. Demona Hoffman's book, the link is in the show notes. You can all it's hardcover and audiobook. And doesn't Demona have like a really nice voice? Like she it's is one of my ASMR. Anytime I want to do little I need to go to sleep and like a positive anytime I need to calm down, rather. I don't want to say sleep. Anytime I want to calm down, I do put on the dates and mates podcast. No. I don't listen to a lot of dating podcasts, but uh, I listen to yours because you have you. some really you have some interesting guests. Sometimes we have the I same do. guests. I know, right? I know. I and know. I want to see because you have different questions than I do. So I think it's like fun to see, like, oh, there's a different perspective that they didn't say here. And vice versa. I love it. Well, I love listening to your podcast. I love being on your podcast. Yeah. I love being with you. I'm and so happy you're here. I'm excited. 2024 is our 2024, year. 2024. 2024. All right. Well. Follow Demona Hoffman. Follow me, Matchmaker Maria, on Instagram. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please comment, like, subscribe. Help me with the algorithm, gods, please. And of course, tell all your friends to follow Ask a Matchmaker so that you and they can have really great dating experiences this year. Of course, be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.